Live from Chicago, the podcast that brings together the best minds in digital marketing today, Chicago Social. Now, from the offices of Boxless Media, in the heart of downtown Chicago, it's the deep dish eating, eternal Cubs fan, and And man man of of the the hour, hour. our host, Jason Bauman. Now, let's get social. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the third episode of Chicago Social Podcast. My name is Jason Bauman. I'm your host. I'm the chief digital strategist over at Boxless Media. And let me tell you, we have an amazing episode planned for you today. One of the biggest names in LinkedIn marketing is Vivica Von Rosen. And not only is she joining us today on our episode of Chicago Social, but she's also going to be joining us on June 30th at our conference. Our conference is bringing together some of the biggest names in social media marketing, and you need to be there. If you're listening to this episode in February, make sure you go online and check out the conference and buy your tickets immediately because once March 1st hits, the early bird promo code is going to expire. So use the promo code early bird in one word and you will get $100 off your ticket. But make sure you do that in February. Time is running out, so make sure you go online today. Once again, it's chicagosocialcon.com. So get your tickets today and save. All right, now let's get to our episode. I don't know that there is a more well-respected expert in LinkedIn marketing than Vivica Von Rosen. In fact, she has more than 32,000 followers and a network of more than 38 million people on LinkedIn. So at least a few people like what she's talking about. Her (laughs) seminars, webinars, and workshops have taught and trained nearly 100,000 people. She has personally worked with executives at Sony, MGM, Turner, Disney, The New York Times, Bloomberg, Aon, and several other Fortune 500 companies. In fact, she's regularly asked to speak at conferences and huge events for thought-leading social companies like HubSpot, Social Media Examiner, The Marketing Profs, and Boxless Media. And if that's not enough, (laughs) that's not enough, Forbes has listed her as a top social media influencer for four years in a row. She's regularly cited in Entrepreneur Magazine, Business, Money Magazine, CNN, Forbes, and a whole bunch of other ones. Um, She's Finally, she's authored several books on LinkedIn marketing and security, including LinkedIn Marketing, An Hour a Day, a book that I encourage everyone to go out today and buy. Of all of her accomplishments, perhaps the most impressive is that she will be speaking on the stage at Chicago (laughs) Social, and I cannot wait until that moment. So, Vivica, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for being here. (laughs) so much, Jay. <laughs> I had to sneak those few little Chicago <laughs> social boxless media <laughs> things into the into the script. So I hope you don't mind that. So <laughs> I love Chicago. I can't wait. Are you kidding? Yeah. <laughs> so so you're from Denver. And you're on the heels of a, a super... I'm actually Canadian, but oh, yeah. um, I've lived about an hour outside of Denver for about 15 years. Yeah. So you're on the heels of a, of a big victory, right? a big football victory? Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. like, what? Hey, no. But yes. <laughs> yes. Um, Broncos. I know. I think um, Vincenzo was rooting very highly against you. That's Vincenzo Landina, yeah. who's also going to be there. And I said, you know what? You, sh- you and Vivica should get something going on the we Super Bowl. <laughs> Except we totally killed it. So poor, poor Vincenzo. Yeah, that's okay. He's got to get a over it. Such a sweet boy. So optimistic for those those Panthers, but you know. So wrong. <laughs> the North Carolina Pussycats. I understand. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Sorry, Vincenzo. If you're listening, Sorry, you better Vincenzo. be. <laughs> So Vivica 
is really the name in LinkedIn marketing. You really are amazing. I've, I've followed you for a very long time, and um, I'm very excited that you're going to be with us. Um, but the first question I want to ask you is really, why LinkedIn? And why why did you choose LinkedIn? How did you get involved with LinkedIn? And, and why did you choose as your platform of love? <laughs> <laughs> well, it was the only one at the time. I mean, other than, um, uh, what, was the, what was the first one? Um, uh, well, there's Match.com, but that wasn't for business. Uh, oh God! What was MySpace? What was the, MySpace. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so Facebook wasn't even around yet, um, as and neither was Twitter. So when I was first introduced to LinkedIn, it was it was a business tool, and that's you know that's how I thought of it, and I've actually thought of it like that ever since, um, as as opposed to necessarily a social media site. So to me, um, it was the only choice at the time, and it made sense. I'm I'm very much a a B two B person. Uh, my clients are usually B2B. I'm obviously business to business. So it kind of made sense for me. And then some of my verticals, financial advisors or lawyers or, or the medical arena, um, they weren't comfortable once Facebook came around and once Twitter came around. They weren't really comfortable with Facebook or Twitter, you know, and I understand this is nine years ago. So, um, but LinkedIn made sense to them because it was just a networking tool expanded. And so that's, uh, that you know, and, and quite frankly, <laughs> I couldn't keep up with everything else. For the <laughs> longest time, LinkedIn stayed the same for like seven years. It didn't change at all until the day before my book went to print, literally. Um, <laughs> and they went, oh, let's change the user interface for the first time in seven years. Um wow. Yeah, I know. I swear to God, they have it out for me. It's not a consistent <laughs> theory if it's true, but um, it's just it. It made so much sense as a as as a business and marketing tool, um, and I've just stuck with it. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I love LinkedIn. I'm on LinkedIn every day. Um, in fact, the uh, Sales Navigator is something I just joined uh, just recently in putting on the in the conference, and I cannot tell you how how much of a success. Um, I've yeah. been in selling, you know, sponsorships because of the sales navigator. It's it's been very cool, and we'll talk about that later. Cool. But yeah. you know, my first question is, who needs to be on LinkedIn? I mean, is it just any business person? Because I I, I sit through classes and I talk about LinkedIn in, in colleges mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And, oh yeah, you know. Uh, the community colleges in Chicago, I had to basically show everyone how to start their first LinkedIn profile. And right. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, when you graduate high school, you should be forced to yeah. to, to start your LinkedIn profile. But who I, needs to be on it? You know, I agree. And it's horrifying to me. Um, I, I think the numbers now, 90, it's dropped a hair. It's 94% of recruiters um, use LinkedIn for finding candidates and, and 58% of recruiters only use LinkedIn for finding candidates and then you have students who aren't on there. It, it makes no sense to me. But it is more than just a job-seeking tool, obviously. So, you know, on it's... If your if your audience if your client base is using LinkedIn, then you need to be using it. Um, most definitely, if you're in the business to business arena, there's just no question about it. Um, if you're in marketing, there's just no question about it. If you're in sales, there's just no question about it. If you're a business owner, there's just no question about it. Um, but you know, there if you sell um, you know direct sales marketing like Mary Kay or Amway, then yeah, maybe maybe LinkedIn is not for you. If you, um, I'm trying to think if there's anyone else that LinkedIn's not for. I mean, there's some. If you're a hairdresser, then maybe LinkedIn is is not for you. You need to be on Facebook. So there are some situations maybe where LinkedIn is not for you, but 
think about who your audience is no matter what you do if your audience is a potential employer if your audience is a consumer or customer if your audience is your next employee um, if you're a recruiter you know just be thinking is my audience there and if they are then you need to be there too Uh, one of the questions that I get all of the time and I'm telling you it's every time I talk about LinkedIn is how much do I get you know I have emails to go through I've got this to do I've got to do this I've got to go through this page of leads so this spreadsheet, exactly. how much do I, how much time can I have to spend on this? I have too much time um, that I'm spending on other things. I don't have time to do that. How much time does someone really have to spend on LinkedIn? Well, first of all, the only reason my book was called LinkedIn Marketing an Hour a Day was that was the name of the series. And, you know, back in the day, Wiley thought that an hour was a decent amount of time for people to spend on social media, not thinking, oh, email marketing, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, like no one has six hours just for social (laughs) marketing every day. Um, Realistically, if you're strategic, you can get in and out of LinkedIn in about 15 minutes a day. You know, not including if you're using LinkedIn Publisher, um, it's going to take a little bit more time to customize, you know, blog post for publisher. Or if you're creating a strategic messaging campaign, it's going to take you a little bit more time to create that messaging. But as far as checking who's viewed your profile and reaching out to any good prospects, as far as checking your inbox and your notifications and, and responding and engaging with any good prospects, checking your insights on your on your mobile app for groups, the group on LinkedIn is kind of blowy, but the the one on the mobile app is pretty good. So seeing if there's anything there you need to respond to. Realistically, 15 to 20 minutes a day. And when you find that you need to spend more time on LinkedIn because you're getting more leads there and you're making more money, then fine. You know, I my assistant spends about two hours a day on LinkedIn for me. And then I probably only spend about an hour a day on LinkedIn, but this is all I do. So the average person using LinkedIn, really 15 minutes a day, it's, it's, it's eating the elephant one bite at a time. But it's just little tiny bites, little 15-minute bites. Yeah. <laughs> so what do they do in their 15 minutes? So you want to check and see who's viewed your profile. Because anyone who's viewed your profile is either a friend, a colleague, a classmate, a competitor, which is a good thing to see if they're looking at you, or a prospect. I mean, if someone has taken the time not only to do a search on you, but click on your name and go to your profile, they've, 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 you know, they've spent time on you. It might be a matter of seconds, but they've spent time on you. So there's a reason for that and you might as well respond to them. So always check who's viewed your profile. The reason you want to do it daily is with the free account, you only get to see five people. So if more than five people are viewing your profile on any given day, you need to keep up with it. If you have a premium account, maybe you do that twice a week um, because then you can see everyone who's viewed your profile. Like after I go to a conference, I'll, you know, I'll go through and there'll be 40 or 50 people from the conference. You can usually tell by job titles who's viewed my (laughs) profile and now I can respond to them, either inviting them to connect or if we're already connecting, sending them a little message. So that's the first thing. The second thing you want to check your message. Again, easier to do on the i on the um, iPhone or on the mobile app uh, for those of you with Androids. Um, the the inbox is a little bit more maneuverable. The whole messenger and the whole groups and the whole um, inbox user interface 
is really designed more for mobile now than it is for the website, for the browser. So in that case, you know, pick up your phone when you're standing in line, not while you're driving, but when you're standing in line or, you know, waiting for groceries or, you know, you're sitting, it's commercials. Do we watch commercials anymore? I don't know. Um, But, you know, those in-between times is a good time to do this. But check your inbox and see if there's anyone you need to respond to. Our, our good friend Steve Dotto. Um, is Steve going to be at your conference too? No. No. Oh, I wish. Anyway. I wish. Next year. All right. Next year. Next, <laughs> next year. year. <laughs> um, he's awesome, but he was so funny. He posted on Facebook the other day a picture of his inbox, which had like 600. I saw that. Did you see <laughs> I that? I saw right? that. <laughs> Don't tell and, Vivica. And I was like, and yeah, don't tell Vivica. And I'm like, dude, I don't care. But all I'm telling you is you've left like money. There is money sitting in that inbox mm-hmm. and there are money sitting in those invitations. And, you know, if you want to let it, if you just want to sit there and go stale, that's up to you, dude. But, um, <laughs> but that's true. That's very, very true. There are messages in your inbox. There are, or there are messages in your, now it's called Messenger. Ooh, does that sound like Facebook? Uh, there's messages, you know, waiting for you and invitations waiting for you that easily equate into dollars um, and business. And yeah, some of it's spam. Most of it's spam probably, but some of it is business. And you need to like just keep an eye on that. And similarly, notifications on LinkedIn, similar to notifications on Facebook, it's people's interaction with you. And so if someone has liked or commented or shared one of your updates, it's an opportunity to connect and engage. Um, if someone has endorsed you, you know, whether I believe in endorsements or not, it doesn't matter. It's an opportunity for you to engage. If someone has, you know, commented on a post, a published post of yours, it's an opportunity to engage. So you need to make the most of those opportunities, especially since LinkedIn seems to be making it harder and harder for us to interact. So, um, that's you you just need to use those opportunities but even if you just do those three things there's a lot more you can do but if even if you just do those three things every day 15 minutes or less you're in you're out but you're you're booking appointments right you're selling your services you're becoming more visible to the people who are going to hire you whether you're a job seeker or a consultant um so there's uh, you know there's so much opportunity just need to make that tiny little bit of an effort every day. Sure. So uh, the one thing that you brought up, you talked about, you know, making connections, and, and that's yeah. obviously the whole point of this LinkedIn thing. But yeah. the one question I have for you, and, and one of our other guests mentioned it, but who do you accept as connections? Right. And, yeah. and I have a hard time with this because I get connections every day. And yeah. some of them I, I some of them I don't know. And I look at them and say, oh, well, they're interested. They saw something I posted. I absolutely mm-hmm. want to connect with them because mm-hmm. they've obviously read something or liked something they have done or something like that. But then I yeah. get people who are, you know, the business uh, sales executive at right. Office Furniture Place or something right. like that. They're you just know. trying to sell office right? exactly. <laughs> exactly. So exactly. who do you connect with? How do you... How do you decide, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I used to be a LinkedIn Open Networker or Lion way back when there was only 7 million people on LinkedIn. Because at that (laughs) point, you know, we were all veritable business people and we all (laughs) needed to be connected. But yeah, now there's 400 million, 425 million, I think, plus uh, members on LinkedIn. And a lot of them are are spammers and a lot of them are just trying to push their product or service, as are we in in our very, you know... um, content marketing, trust building way. But essentially my rule of thumb and my, my assistant knows this is if they would make a good 
customer or client or their audience would make a good customer or client, then let's connect. Worst case scenario, I disconnect from them or worst, worst case scenario, I have to block them because they're, you know, spammers. But in most cases, I'll just take a look geographically where they're coming from, what industry they're in, what their titles are. You know, she's kind of got a a list of of things to look for in a connection. Um, And then the people we don't connect to, we say, hey, which is very true. I'm I'm at my 30,000 limit. So, I, I probably pay her two or three hundred dollars a month just to get rid of people so I can add new people <laughs> in. So it's very much a you know, hey, I'm I'm at my limit, but you know, whatever wording you want, I, I'm at my limit. But hey, you know, feel free to follow me. You'll still get my information. And here's my email if you ever have to reach out to me directly. Um and you know, if you want to be part of our newsletter, here's the opt in link here. Yeah. And so now now I'm still I'm not completely losing those people that I'm not connecting to, but um, I'm not connecting to a bunch of people who are just going to use our connection to immediately send me a sales pitch. Yeah. yeah, So that's, yeah, just be, you know, LinkedIn says to only connect people, you know, now that's silly. Um, That's (laughs) so you'll buy sales navigator. Uh, (laughs) You know, I, no sales nav is great. No, no sales nav is a, a, is an awesome tool for people who know how to use it. I'm just saying, until you really use it the way you are, Jay, um, you know, get one of the lesser uh, premium accounts or go with the free account until you hit the wall. Um, but but the, the bigger your network within reason, mine's too big, the bigger your network within reason, um, the more visible you are on LinkedIn and the more you can do on LinkedIn. So definitely to connect to people you don't know as long as they're people you should know. That's that's my basic rule of thumb. Gotcha. And another thing you mentioned earlier were endorsements. And you went over yeah. it very quickly. And, and my <laughs> one endorsement story is that I have a very, very close friend of mine. He's, I consider him almost to be my younger brother. He's standing up to yeah. my wedding. Um, he came up to me, and I never forget he told me this story where he got endorsed for photography. And he said, Jason, the only camera I have is on my iPhone. <laughs> exactly. So, so t- tell me your thoughts about endorsements. <laughs> yeah. So, stories like that, such a love hate relationship <laughs> with endorsements. Um, so, here's the thing LinkedIn especially when when they first started coming out, LinkedIn would say, here's some skills we suggest that you have. And you'd go, okay, click the yes button because I don't feel like looking through those 40 different skills. Um, So a lot of people themselves accidentally put skills on their profile that they didn't have. And then LinkedIn has an algorithm that was telling other people, hey, do you think Vivica is good at YouTube marketing? Because very similarly... um, because I have a YouTube channel and it's listed on LinkedIn, LinkedIn decided I would also be good at YouTube marketing. Now, here's an interesting story. Um, this was actually before I knew Steve Dotto, unfortunately, um, or I would have just made a lot of money referring people to him. But because I had a lot of endorsements for YouTube before I took it off my skill set, I was probably getting one or two leads a week for people wanting me to do their YouTube marketing (laughs) because of the endorsements for that skill I don't actually have. Um, So I should have just referred them to Steve, but instead I took that off my profile. So um, there is an algorithm that LinkedIn is making suggestions. If, If skills show up, and they shouldn't anymore, they've changed that feature, but if skills show up that you don't have, just Hit the little X. Just get rid of them. Here's the thing about endorsements. Will you get endorsements from people you don't know for things you don't do? Yes, if your network is big enough and and the situation such as I just mentioned. However, that being said, the more endorsements you have, the higher you show up in, um, in a search on LinkedIn. So, you know, social media marketing. If you've got 
100 or 200 or 500 or 1,000 endorsements for social media marketing, guess what? If someone types social media marketing into the search box, your profile has a like a higher chance of showing up. So that is very good. That's like being found on Google without having to pay tens of thousands of dollars. So that's a very good thing. LinkedIn also, um, this is relatively new and very hidden and no one knows about it, but they have what I'm calling a skills page because like it's not even official yet. But if you go to someone's published post and they have tags at the bottom of their post and you click on that tag, it takes you to what I'm calling a skills page. And what's interesting about that is the people who have the most endorsements for a skill set, their profiles will show up as well as posts from those people and other people who talk about that particular skill set as well as the ability to connect with those people. So it's huge lead generation generator. Now, no one knows about it yet, so it's not such a big thing yet. But as people begin to know about it, um, you have an awesome opportunity here. So while it's definitely a love-hate relationship, um, you definitely want to encourage people to endorse you by endorsing them. Um, you don't worry if you're getting endorsements by people you don't know. It's just a numbers game. Yeah. And it's a findability game. So that is my... That is my so endorsements are more valuable than Facebook likes. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, Things they're very similar. Know. You're right, because it's just a boom, click, done. It's very similar to a Facebook like, but as far as findability and generating business on LinkedIn, yes, definitely. That's good, good to good, know. Good so so uh, <laughs> the, <laughs> the next question is um, LinkedIn not too long ago released the new app, and there's a couple yes. apps, correct? There's yeah, there's like – eight or 12 there's a bunch of apps yeah so the main app though yeah the main app we have to have it's it's, it's yes. essential 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 <laughs> yeah so. you know i've had a couple people complain about it i think it's fantastic i mm -hmm. think it's easier to use than the old one i think it's very navigable navigatable um it's very similar to facebook so you know for people who are conversant in mobile social apps you're going to be comfortable with it um and it's easier to use in many cases than than the the desktop and more than 50% of people are using the mobile app now so there you go yeah I, I like it a lot more than going online too. absolutely so me too yeah are there other apps within the LinkedIn family that we need to have groups the groups okay. app now I am still not sure if they're if that's I think it's available for Android too everything always comes out iPhone first mm -hmm. um, I just it's just I guess a relationship that LinkedIn has with Apple but the iPhone app always comes out first um, but yeah, the Android, if it's available, get the Groups app. There's something called Highlights in, or uh, Insights on the Groups app that is not available on the browser. And it's really the only thing that makes Groups usable anymore. And it's just a, a timeline of people who have commented on your interaction in Groups. And they don't have it on the browser. Like, I don't get it. Hmm why they don't have it. But yeah, the Groups app is extremely good. Um, I would have, up until a couple months ago, said everybody needs to get the Connected app. Again, only available on the iPhone. But I was talking to the guys over at LinkedIn, um, the user experience folks, and they're actually going to be merging that app into the main app so you don't have to worry about that so much. If you have Sales Navigator, if you have... Um, uh, if you have Recruiter, if you have Job Seeker, if you have those premium accounts, there are matching, um, there are matching iPhone anyway, um, apps that go with those. And again, make it easier for you to work on the fly. So it absolutely worth, um, 
downloading those apps. What I love about the new LinkedIn app, if you if you just go to the home page, um, and on the top right hand side there's a little grid. So if on the home page of your mobile app of LinkedIn, top right hand side there's a little grid. If you click on that little grid, it expands into all the LinkedIn apps that you have or that you can download. So if there's any question, just click on the little grid and download any apps you think would be useful. And the navigation between the apps is very user-friendly and very easy, in my humble opinion. I had no idea that there was a LinkedIn sales navigator. Yeah. Yes, there is. And and since it, you use it, you should get I'm it. downloading it right now. I just want you to know <laughs> that. <love> on my <laughs> monstrous um, Android phone. So, um, But yeah, I didn't know that. So it's so funny that I'm doing it right now. So, um, so awesome. We need the groups app. I'm getting the, the sales navigator app, the main app. Yep. I love the new, like I said, I've, I love the new main app. So one of the things I want to talk about also is posts and being published, yes. you know, published posts and yeah. stuff like that. Yep. Because, you know, I, I've been excited because there's times when I post things and I get, you know, a, or a couple thousand views or something like that. Yeah. There's times I post things and I get like seven and I get yeah. really upset <laughs> that, no. really upset that that happens. So, I think they're hugely important, and the fact that yeah. I could find a couple thousand people to like one article that I wrote was, right. you know, much better than some of the, you know, the stuff that I've posted on, you know, either, you know, my blog on my website or, or some other place. So, uh, who needs them? Tell me more about them. Sure. Give me the go down. So, anyone who's already creating content anyway, right? You're already got a blog. Repurpose that content. Um, if you, if it would be useful for you, and this this actually isn't true for everyone, but um, if it would be useful for you to be positioned as a thought leader in your field, whether it is social media marketing or construction tape, um, one of my clients, <laughs> she sells construction tape, um, but has been very successful with LinkedIn Publisher. Um, so if it would be useful for you to position yourself as an expert, or if you're already creating content in a blog or a newsletter, why not repurpose it? Um, yes, it's okay to repurpose your content. It's sometimes different audiences. Like I, even though I get technically more views on my website, like I get twenty-two to twenty-five thousand unique views on my website every month. Um, and if I do the math on LinkedIn, I think I only get like uh, maybe as if it was a hundred a day. Well, I guess it's about the same views on 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 LinkedIn. Maybe twenty thousand views on LinkedIn. Um, publisher always gets more interaction than my blog posts, even mm. though you know I, I get a I lot agree. of people who read my blog. Right? I still get more interaction on publisher number one. Maybe it's a slightly different audience. Um, I use almost identical content. I will reformat it for LinkedIn. I'll reformat the image. I'll put different calls to action. I'll put you know clicks to tweet and clicks to share and things like that. I'll I, I might put more personal information because my my website has a contact us page, but I will actually put in a link to my calendar sometimes, not all the times. You know, um, to my latest product, whatever. The LinkedIn Publisher, it's now easy to embed. Um, not only YouTube and SlideShare, but Vimeo. Um, I think uh, Tweet Streams, you can embed some things, Listly. So there are a lot of third-party apps, and that's the only place you can really use third-party apps, that you can embed content into LinkedIn, into LinkedIn Publisher. So why not? Um, and don't worry if you're not getting the crazy views. Like one of my client or friend slash client, um, Fabrizio, he sells he sells luxury jets, right? So any one of his posts might get two or 300 views. He's got a very niche, very select 
audience. But guess what? He can track and trace the fact that he has sold luxury jets, and we're not talking $50 commissions here. (laughs) He has sold luxury jets to clients because of the content he shares on LinkedIn. Right from, like, yes, they found him on LinkedIn, they called him, he talked, they met, he sold him a plane, right? So he can trace that and he has done more than one plane just by sharing content on LinkedIn. So that, there you go. There's a niche audience for you, but absolutely publisher is incredibly powerful tool. Don't be discouraged by low numbers. Be encouraged by the interaction and engagement you get. Absolutely. That's got to be quite a return on investment for a, a yeah, luxury no jet off one blog post. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so, I know. So would I. <laughs> so one of the um, really cool things that I learned on LinkedIn, and I've been showing it to everybody in the last two weeks, I think it's just with the clients that I've been bringing in or whatever, is yeah. we've been exporting contacts from, we export basically all the contacts, pull them into Facebook ads. And okay, then, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, right. That's okay, yeah. So, <laughs> I'm like, so, please, please don't say out loud that you put them in your newsletter. Okay, no, no, yeah. no, 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 no. So they would yes. have to opt in for the newsletter. But yes. thank I, you, but, very good, well done. Yeah, but you know, I it's it worked out really well, and you know, I thought that it was kind of surprised about the match rate within Facebook advertising platform. Sometimes you bring in names and they just don't match and you get like a 20% rate. And it's like, okay, what's the point of that? But, you know, I just did it for Chicago Social and yeah. I got a huge return. It's working out really well. And I can't believe how many people have come up to me and said, hey, I saw, I saw, you know, you're speaking at a conference or you're putting on a conference and this and that. And it's been hugely successful. So I want you to share with me and anyone who's listening, Maybe my mom. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> Thanks, mom. <laughs> Just kidding. Thanks, so, mom. Um, appreciate it. Um, <laughs> so share um, with us a hack that you like most. You cool. Know, so like there's a couple. Um, one I've already mentioned. A lot of people, you know, will put their phone number, which is fine. Um, will put their phone number in their LinkedIn profile somewhere with the summary section, the contact me section. Please don't put it in your last name oh, field. Oh, I hate that. I have someone oh, who did that. Oh it drives God, me the heck out of me. Drives me nuts. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, and that's good, right? It's good to have, not not in your last name field. Don't put your phone number in your last name field. A, that goes against LinkedIn's end user agreement, and B, it looks tacky. Um, if you put it in, I'm not a fan of it, but if you do put it in um, the the professional headline section, which is right underneath your name, and someone finds you on LinkedIn on mobile, they can actually click that and call you right away. Um, my mm-hmm. hack is I actually put my phone number, and I created a, a G plus, uh, I'm not G plus, a Google Voice number specific to LinkedIn because you can create like I mean yeah. I don't know was 10 Google voice numbers for free so this one's specific to LinkedIn so when I get a call from there I know it came from LinkedIn and I put it in that background image that kind of like header image that goes behind your profile um so people can see it. Web crawlers can't get it, but people can see it. And then I also put in my summary section and I also put in my contact us section. But that I, I've actually had customers say, you know, A, I called you because your number was right there and I didn't have to look for it anywhere. Where, I mean, it was literally right there. And B, you picked up the phone um, or mm-hmm. responded immediately. And so I've gotten I've gotten a lot of business actually just from putting my phone number in the background hero image. So I would recommend everyone do that. But that being said... Unless someone feels like they need you right now, and hey, if they're searching for you on LinkedIn, 
they do probably need you right now but you know maybe they came to you through an article you wrote or maybe they came to you because I don't know they just connected to you on LinkedIn if they don't need you right now but they know they're going to need you eventually it would make sense to put something into your profile where they could schedule time with you so I use a tool called Calendly C-A-L-E-N-D-L y.com calendly.com it's like time trader or time trade um it's just a calendar tool you can get one calendar for free i have like 60 calendars so I use it too. it's awesome <laughs> yeah it's awesome it's, it's awesome. an awesome put that in your website right so put yeah. that the, you get an opportunity to add three websites on linkedin you know click here to book a time with me and also put it in your summary section even though it doesn't show up as a hyperlink on the browser, it will on mobile, and more people are using mobile. Click here to, you know, click on the link to book a time with me. If you are writing a post, you can actually add hyperlinks. So in, in Publisher, click here if you want to find out more about, you know, how to do whatever it is you wrote the blog post about. So um, having the combination of the phone number if people desperately need you right now, or the calendar in case they, yeah, I probably need some time with him later on, it drives traffic like crazy. So those are like my two little ninja hacks. That's awesome. I, I use Calendly too. And I love it. So love that's, it. Yeah. yeah that, so that's an, a very cool idea. I don't do that right now, but by the time this drops, I will have a Calendly <laughs> link <laughs> in my – absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so the other thing I, I think I learned from you somewhere is that if you belong to the same group as someone who you want to connect with, you yes. can message them without using an in-mail, right? Exactly, yes. Um and LinkedIn has now limited because uh, there was a company that figured that out and they created this really spammy third-party app, um, unfortunately. So that ruined it for the rest of us. So Rude. you're limited. To, yeah, I know. It sucks. Uh, so <laughs> so um, you're limited to 15 per month, but it's 15 more than you might have known that you had opportunity to. What I like to do as well as if I'm in a group, this is my ninja hack for groups, which I'm actually going to be talking about at Social Media Marketing Society. Um, if I'm in a group and there's a really active post, um, I will do the helpful. I will be helpful and you know and say, "Hey, everyone, um, great post. This is my opinion on you know whatever the discussion is on." Um, by the way, in case you didn't know, if you click on the three dots to the top right of comments, you'll notice that you can hit reply. So if you ever want to reply to someone privately, you know, just click on that reply button and and you can have a private conversation, um, oh. which then of course gets people to share that and like that comment so that comment gets a lot of likes and shares that gets me more visibility but it also gets the people to click on the reply button to me because they're testing it out yeah. but it's an yeah, opportunity to engage and that's always a good thing on LinkedIn and then of course it helps them to know that they can do that with other people too so you're also being helpful and, and useful and, and that is good at, at creating that sentiment so um, that's my little ninja trick so just go one of your favorite groups right see who's interacting just make sure no one else has done it um but only your mom's listening to this podcast so she's the only Thanks, one mom. Who's <laughs> <you>. yeah. <laughs> i don't even know if she's got linkedin i don't think so <laughs> yeah the two of us <laughs> but it's such a neat little again super duper easy to do um it creates engagement within your groups it creates more visibility it, it increases positive sentiment um and it gets you more you know it gets you talking to more people and that's what linkedin is all about it's just you know it's just what your previous guest was saying it's all about talking to people and engaging and yeah. that's yeah you know, it always is 
Absolutely. Well, you've given us some amazing information. I appreciate that. Some cool, some cool tips and tricks. Um, but there's more coming, correct? At Chicago Social, exactly. where else will people be seeing you in the future? Um, so yeah, of course, I am most looking forward to Chicago Social. But if you're <laughs> not going to be in Chicago, um, I'm actually at Social Media Camp in Victoria, BC, and at um, Social Media Marketing World in San Diego. So would love to see you there. But more importantly, where you can find me online, of course, I'm. Uh, if you Google LinkedIn Expert, my LinkedIn profile is the first one that shows up. Um, please feel free to say mm-hmm. you listen to this podcast and and invite me to connect. Um, also, if you go to at LinkedIn Expert, um, that's me on Twitter and Instagram and YouTube, actually, as well. Um, and I'm Vivica at LinkedIn to Expert. And LinkedIn to Expert. No, I'm not. I'm Vivica at LinkedInToBusiness.com if you ever want to just send me an email and ask me a question. Well, thank you so much for joining me. Like I said, I'm so excited about having you at the conference. <laughs> uh, and we're going shoe shopping, right? Oh, hell yeah. Uh, I mean, absolutely. heck yeah. <laughs> uh, hell and yeah. It's okay for that. So. <laughs> <laughs> so I fell down the stairs this morning um, because I tripped on all the shoes that I have. So, so <laughs> that's my it. morning for you. So, oh my gosh, shoes are a pain point today, but um, <laughs> just an excuse to buy more, right? So exactly. Well, thank you so much for joining me. I look forward to seeing you in a, in a few months. And um, once again, if you want to connect with Vivica, all that information will be in our show notes. Vivica, once again, thanks a lot, and I'll, we'll talk soon. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Jason. All right. That's a wrap. Thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed the show, head over to revcards.com. Enter the code CHGO and leave us a review. Otherwise, check us out online at chicagosocialcon.com. Until next week, peace.